You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Hello, and welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. I'm joined by Chris and Ray as normal. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. I almost I almost went with my standard reply when I'm at work. People ask me, how are you? I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> and they can take it for however they want. Yep, that's, that's mine. And then uh, the other one is, uh, well, today's a good day because I woke up breathing. There you go. Yeah. So. Dude! <laughs> yeah. So, But it's funny because it's actually a really good way to measure someone else's energy or like how their positivity is. Because if they're if they're having a crap day as well, they're like, I hear you, man. And then if they're having an energetic day, they're like, awesome. Glad you're here. Like yep. it literally just kind of like lobs the ball back into their court and be like, you do what with it when you want. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> That's all I had to do today. So, yeah, but all right. Well, this month we are doing our, uh, our catch up episode essentially where we talk about, uh, you know, the media that we've been in taking the, the creativity we've been in taking, uh, instead of necessarily producing out into the world. So um, we'll start with what we're watching. Would anyone like to go first? Oh, me? Right. Sure. What What have you been watching, Chris? So um, outside of my regular rotation of right. The Office, I've been watching – I binge-watched this show called Outlast on Netflix, which is a survivalist competition, mm-hmm. kind of like Survivor on Crack. And but set in Alaska. But did so. you watch it? Did it? I did. <laughs> I just Can talked about team. it the entire week I watched it. So, <laughs> so you basically watched it too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it. <laughs> the whole premise is that there's 16 survivalists put in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness in the fall during bear season with minimal supplies. They have to break up into teams and have to survive for an extended period of time um, with nature and what they've been given. And every once in a while, a, like a um, like a challenge will drop, and they have to like get crab pots or hunt, uh, you know fish for salmon or whatever. Um, and they have, in order to win, they have to finish as a team. Doesn't matter if it's the original team or if there's only two of them left, whatever. And the prize is a million dollars. And it, holy crap, I have never hated two women I know nothing about more than two women on the show. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. This is how much I hate them. I do not want to watch this. Three people quit the show because of their antics. I'm like, I I want a woman to win because it would prove her fucking tough as nails. And then, no, I'm like, I can't, I don't want to watch this. They're they, terrible, terrible people. And this is sucks. Like, what were they doing? So they broke up into four teams. It's Alpha Bravo on one side of a river and then Charlie Delta on the other side of the river. They're all within about uh, 900 meters of each chunk of territory. Mm-hmm. So after about two weeks, all of the people who just didn't want to do it, couldn't take it anymore, had f- uh, fired their flare gun. Somebody came and picked them up and off they went. So... Team Alpha, there was three of them left, had the the woman of the team, she decided that 
they're like, well, now we're all just going to hunker down until this is over and we got to stir some shit up because this is going to leg on. She had talked her team into going across the river, one of them, stealing another team's sleeping bags. This is the Alaskan wilderness. It's like no October. Mm-hmm. There's bears. They have nothing. So let's steal their sleeping bags and force them to quit. Oh, wow. So that's what they did. So the one remaining guy on the team did a whole Mission Impossible thing, got over there, stole these people's sleeping bags. There's only two people left on the team and then went back across the river. And yeah, then there was this whole thing and they thought they were so slick and whatever. And the two people had to quit because they just were like, this is not what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. We signed up for a survivalist game and you have cheated. Yeah, not. Not the bullshit you're playing. Yeah. 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 Did it again to another member of another team where they raided his camp and all this kind of stuff. And he or tried to raid his camp as he was trying to make negotiations across the river for another team. And he's like, fuck it. I can't do this. I'm out. So he burned his camp. And then they had the audacity to be mad at him for it and call him a psychopath. <laughs> I would have burned it, too. So I know, I'm, right? I'm very angry. Oh, I would have burn that sucker to the ground and burn theirs down too. been like peace. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And and so it was just really sad that they, anyway, two people who were very not, who were very unaware of their behavior during the whole game. And my takeaway from it was like, I hope they watch this and realize just how cruel they actually were. Mm -hmm. That it wasn't that they missed the whole point of the game and they didn't even win. That was the thing at the end of it. They didn't even win. They were the last team remaining. Their guy had left. It was just the two women. They didn't even win. They got beat by another team. So their whole, she was like, the universe is telling me we're going to win. This feels right. We're going to do this. And then at the end, she was crushed. She's like, I don't get it. I do not understand how we didn't win. I just don't karma. understand. That's it's, like, it's fucking karma. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. So that was awful. And then to juxtapose that. I started watching and then had to immediately stop the show called Sex Life on Netflix. It's awful. It's like a bad romance novel, bad erotic romance oh, novel. No. Brought to the screen. I, oh, I couldn't. I got about like, four episodes in. Like as bad as 50, worse than Fifty Shades. It was like Fifty Shades of Grey up there. Okay. Level of characters. My, I had a brain fart at first. I was like, are you talking about sex education? I didn't finish that series, but it, that was hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. called Sex Slash Life. And it's just awful. It's <laughs> awful. It was so terrible. There was a moment in the third episode, about 20 minutes in, it's made the TikTok rounds, mm-hmm. where I was just like, oh, my God. Why would they put that? I had deposit, rewind it, made him watch it. Just a dirt diggler just, moment. Just, just a dirt yeah. diggler. It was like, like a full pan. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Why would you put that in? Why is that necessary? What is a third leg? Why? Why? So they're so they're basically just like, hey, we this we know this is gonna suck, but uh, <laughs> here's what we can do to maybe keep people watching. Maybe I don't. But it was like this is a third episode. Anyways, it was just ridiculous. It was bad, right? And the characters were crappy. I just kept rolling my eyes and getting angry. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been watching. <laughs> Lovely. Ray, what have you been watching? Uh, I'm going to talk about two things because they are still in the middle of their seasons. I'm enjoying both of them. Uh, Mandalorian, season three. I have not watched episode three yet. (gasps) I've seen the first two. 
There's four episodes. The fourth out. one came out today. Yes. yes. Yeah, we yeah, so it. now I'm technically two episodes behind, but yes. <clears throat> yeah. So episode three is about an hour. Mm-hmm. Just a heads up. Uh, episode four is not. No, it's like a half an hour. Yeah. Um, I like where they're going with it, and I'd like to continue to see where they're going to go with it. So nice. we'll leave it at that. I uh, enjoyed the first two episodes. The first one was very splotchy. Just kind of like, oh, hey, we're going to do this and this. And it was just kind of like you can tell it was like the setup of like, all right, here's we're going to get caught up with everyone. And we're going to kind of tell you where we're going and the end. Yeah. And now episode two, let's let's actually start doing the thing. So. So I have a technical question when they're warping, which is not the right word. Is that the right word? Anyways, when they do that jump in, the, yes. everything's just flying by. Sp- Light speed, yeah. Light speed. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, were those like space creatures? Apparently that was a big deal. I mm-hmm. don't know why. What is that? What is that a reference to? At the end of uh, the cartoon series Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, they play a big role in what happened with two of the major characters. Okay. So the fact that they showed up, everyone who was a Rebels fan like lost their shit. Yeah, and I saw that, and I was just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it was lost on me as well because I, we, I yeah, have not watched Rebels. Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are only certain things I can watch, and no, I understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, haven't had time to catch up on that one. So I might go just watch that bit of the episode so I know what's going on. So, uh, anyway, the second part that I am watching is uh, Picard season three. Um, I am enjoying this season of Picard. I know there's been some controversy of whether people are actually enjoying it or not. I like it. I'm interested, and I know that they're. Teasing who's joining the the, uh, the cast mm-hmm. again for the next episode, which is fun. So I like Worf. <laughs> Worf is great to see him back. Uh, spoiler alert, but whatever. If you haven't I don't watched care. it yet, yeah, like, I've heard I've heard so much good stuff about this third season. Um, and what's funny was is I know some people who liked the first season didn't like the second season are loving the third. I know some people who didn't really care for the first season thought the second season was okay, loving the third. I've even heard some people say. Well, I haven't watched any of it yet. And they're like, you know what? Just going to skip one and two and just going to hit number three because number three is literally like, hey, why don't we, why don't we just do the T? Why don't we just do TNG again? Yeah. A, a bit. So, the a bit, the yeah. only thing is, is there's something happens to Picard in the first season that won't make sense with some of the stuff, like with one of the, some of the conversations. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Still, though, I mean, but, I get it. Anyway, yeah. It's, it's fine. But yeah, I, I have not started it, and I, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm going to have to put this on my to-do list. Right? You haven't watched any of your card yet? None of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. I haven't watched any of it. I haven't watched any. Lower Decks, I understand, is fantastic all the way through. Yeah, um, I know that's a big, Sean's a big fan of Lower Decks. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I've heard nothing but great stuff about season three so far of the card, so. Cool. What are you watching, Eugene? Well, I'm going to limit it to one thing. There's, I mean, I've been, I've been watching, like I said, a little Mandalorian. Been watching a little bit. Uh, I will. Okay, I'll just throw this out there since everyone's doing too. I've only watched the first episode of it, but have y'all watched any of Conk on Earth? <gasps> I love her. I've watched the series twice. <laughs> oh I'm... my god, it is so funny. <laughs> She's so. I good. love watching her interact with the special. She's like the, so funny. Uh, the, yeah, the the uh, special. Yeah, because 
Danielle. you can tell a lot of them are in on it because they're trying to hold their face, but you uh, can tell some of them are like, seriously, <laughs> but the yeah. way her delivery is so fantastic because it's just yeah. like, just yeah. fucking deadpan. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it is so good. Uh, right. I've heard nothing but good about it. And I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. And cause I mean, you know, like Netflix will auto play stuff and yeah. it would auto play. And I'm just like, Wait, what did she, what did she just say? Like, because you know she's being very serious, very dry about it. You know, like it's a real documentary, and just some of the stuff that she throws out there. I'm just like, wait, what? What did she say? Okay, um, I love it. She's involved with the uh, uh, the 2022 wrap up in those ones. The 2020 and the 2020. Okay. Yes. She's in those too for Netflix. Yeah. She's so funny. Her name's Diane Morgan. She's a British actress, and she's. Okay, so funny. I got the kids hooked on it because there's this one clip that's all over TikTok and Instagram. Oh, yeah. And it's Philomena Conk saying, what was more culturally significant, the Renaissance or, or um, Single Ladies by Beyonce? And that's how I got Logan to watch it because it's actually in that show. Because <laughs> like episode three. But she just like deadpan. Yeah, just deadpan looking at this expert and just ask that. She's just like. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't i couldn't i wouldn't have been able to hold a straight face like it just no I, way like i i like the uh i like the uh expert's reaction to yeah. it. like his answer is like he actually considers it for a minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's hilarious is some of these experts are like okay well they're asking me she's obviously serious this is obviously a serious question maybe i should consider this for half a second before i go no absolutely yeah. not <laughs> Some of the, especially when they get into philosophy, some of the uh, philosophers are like, that's a very, very intriguing question. <laughs> like, well, I thought it like that. <laughs> but no. No, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, like I said, I've only got to watch one episode of it and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah. uh, the, the main thing I was going to bring up is I did finish The Last of Us. Um <laughs> Oh, I was very I was hesitant to start the show. I've heard nothing really but great stuff about the video game. Um, I'm not a PlayStation owner or player, so I've never got a chance to play the games. I've heard really good things about it. Um, But I was hesitant to play this game or uh, watch the show because I was like, I don't want this to be another Walking Dead and be like seven or eight seasons in and be like, okay, this is just continuously horrible. I'm I'm done. I feel bad watching the show. And what's funny was just talking to some of my Ghostbuster friends um, who had played the game. They're like, no, 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 this is this is a different thing. Just give it a shot. And uh, was it the third episode with Nick Offerman is what like hooked me. And I was just like, OK, if we get more of this, if we get more of these slice of life, like how people are living within this universe, I'm going to yeah. be very happy. And we did get that. And that did make me very happy. Even when we would have the flashbacks to like how they got to the point that they're at. Or like how someone got to their point before they kind of meet up. Um, yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm happy with where it went. There, some of the, some of the uh, criticism I've heard is, uh, they're like, you know, I love Pedro Pascal, but he's not the right cast for this because he just can't be mean enough. Apparently, Joel in the game is a much tougher guy, and he's like, no, Pedro's just too nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little muffin of a man he's too sweet he's so awesome the thing and if you're talking about like stuff on tiktok and stuff i'm loving the i don't know what's from the nick cage looking over with the weird oh. face and him just yeah. that joyous look he has is just hilarious they're high um, on d in that clip That's yeah. that look on his face yeah 
yeah, it's just, oh, but, um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't wait for the second season. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I know he doesn't die unless they just made a total, you know, right turn from the game, which I think that would really pissed off people. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, that's always been like the biggest thing is like, we understand, you know, you have to make some changes between a book and adapting it for a TV or movie or something like that. And the same thing for a game. The problem is, is when they just completely go off the rails and it's like, this is nothing to do with the game. The adaptations that they made in this, most people I've talked to have been like, no, I, I liked how they changed things. So, you know, good on them. Hopefully, hopefully they continue on. So. Is it gory? Like, are there gory parts or is it more? There are a couple of gory scenes in it. Um, But honestly, we don't. uh, uh, Human beings are the worst part of the thing. Just kind of like kind of that is kind of like similar to The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. But uh, because the monsters are kind of there are a couple of scenes where there's a lot of them. But for the most part, you may get one or two here or there. And it's really kind of about it. So jump scares. Um, I don't. I don't think so. Of course, I've gotten to the point. I'm just like, eh, there's going to be a jump scare here. Oh, okay. yeah. So, but not really. There are times that I was expecting a jump scare and it never happened. I'm just like, oh, okay. okay. So. Because I uh, want to watch it, but I don't want to. Because I, I try. I think I got like 15 minutes into Walking Dead. And I'm like, absolutely not. And I had to show No, it is, it is not on the same level of Walking Dead for, for gore stuff. So um, what's funny is, is they did specifically incorporate some of the gameplay in the in the uh from the game into the show so like there's a part where they need to get into this other room and there's a hole in the wall and he's like i can't fit i need you to go in there and go unlock the door for me so of course you're like well what if there's gonna be a monster in there or whatever and it's there's another part later on in the series where he's like okay i can't get up there i'm gonna hoist you up and then i need you to throw the ladder down straight from the game from what oh. I understand. But even when you watch it, you're just like, this seems like a video game moment. And it is. And it's like, and it doesn't feel awkward. It's not jarring. It just flows. It's just like, y'all did a really good job writing this show. And supposedly, I think we're not getting another season for another year. They're going to take their time and do it right. And I'm like, you know what? As much as I'm not going to miss not having it there to watch on Sunday nights, I'm perfectly okay because I'd rather it I'd rather it be done right the entire way than to be yeah. rushed. So. Yep. All right, so that's what we've been watching. Uh, should we move on to what we've been listening to? Yay. Chris, what have you been listening to? So I started listening to podcasts. I haven't listened to anything up until recently because I went through all of our audio books <laughs> and I didn't have anything to listen to. I go on like an hour walk every day. So mm-hmm. I just put my headphones and go. And uh, yes, yeah, so I started listening to podcasts. I've been listening to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, uh, an acquaintance of ours, she does um, a podcast called Recovering from Recovering from Everything. She's um, a former addict, and she now works with um, addicts in recovery. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking hilarious. She's so raw and real. Um, it's just funny. And then I've been listening to one called. Um, not for everyone. It's by uh, it's a YouTuber and her friend. I watch her YouTube. Anyways, it's funny and it's been really helpful. Um, just listening to other women talk about life and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And then I just finished um, Zephyria's Call, which is the second book um, in the Ravenwood series, with by Nathan Lowell. So and yeah, that, 
This is the one that I recommend. I, I recommended the first one and then switched it. Yeah, because right. Okay, yeah. I was like, eh, I can't really recommend it. I didn't like it. it. But the second book, she actually is on a ship, like on a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, it's just slot in Ishmael, same thing. Like he definitely has his things that he really likes to write about. He's really good at it. He also really likes talking about food. Oh Super yeah. Good. Um, but I really, really like it. I love this main character. Her name's Tanith. I just freaking love her. She's so cool and badass. So, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ray, you been listening to anything? Uh, Earthside. Finished it up. So did nice. Uh, and then A Darker Shade of Magic. Mm-hmm. Ladies pick. Yep. Uh, so I finished that one up. And then there's a, a podcast, I think I've mentioned it before, but I've been listening to it some more. Um, it's really good. Todd Conklin is the, uh, the host and the, the um, maker of it. Uh, it's called the Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast. Uh, it's all about safety and uh, kind of um, kind of like blame culture at work mm-hmm. uh, in, in different work locations. Uh, and how to kind of get out of the blame culture and actually start learning from uh, your employees and how to how to see the benefits of these things and uh, and and basically embracing failure so that you can learn from it and put a better process in. Nice. Uh, so it's it's actually pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening to that. Cool. Um, the only thing, I mean, yeah, I've, I've got a whole host of podcasts that I listen to, uh, and I've gone back and re-listened to a couple of different, um, books. Um, I'm actually listening to Earthside for the second time. I actually just finished Outland again, so I'm doing them back to back. Um, but, uh, another book, um, I can't remember. I know Sean has read them. Uh, Ray, have you read, uh, any of Daniel Suarez? Sorry? Uh, free, uh, like um, uh, Demon or Freedom TM or any of that stuff. If not, it, it needs to be – I will eventually get it get to it recommending it on the show. Um, anyway, he had a book out called Delta V, um, and it's about uh, um, an uh, underwater cave diver who gets um, drafted, invited along to be part of this this uh, mission to build this um, space station. And then eventually send a ship into uh, space to do uh, to start setting up um, mining of asteroids by this billionaire who's a royal piece of work, and uh, everything goes to shit. And the the book ends okay. Um, his books tend to wrap up really well, except for the one of my favorite books of his, which wraps up and it's kind of okay, but it leaves a bunch of stuff open, kind of like this one did. And I didn't realize that there was a, a sequel coming out. Well, sure enough, the sequel came out, and this one's called um, uh, Critical Mass. And it compl- it's turned my opinion around of the first book. Uh, what's funny was is I, I said – I told everyone, I said, uh, at lunchtime during the week, I'm going to start going back and reviewing all of the – not just putting in the stars. I'm actually going to do a, a quick review of all the books on Audible that I've read. And um, I'm going back from uh, uh, newest to oldest – uh, but yeah, it my opinion of that first book has been turned around. Now that I know there's a sequel and I know that it's going to be a happier wrap up, um, I I have a, a better outlook for that first book. But, but not just that. This book series, it's, it's only two in the series. 
is much like one of my all-time favorite book series, and he wrote it. Um, the second book, it, it, so it, in both of these books, it's like he sets up a technology that disrupts the world. And in some cases, you think, well, this is sending the world into just absolute chaos, and it's going to destroy, you know, civilization, blah blah blah. And in the second book, in both of these second books in the series. He ends up showing how, well, yes, it disrupts how things are, but we could actually use that disruption as a way to uh, not only improve things, but maybe even save this damn planet. And the first one was more so looking at um, uh, economies and uh, ecologies. This one is literally looking at um, what if we come in with like a new finance system and make it so that the only way you can buy in is to like pull carbon out of the atmosphere. So – it doesn't matter. And at this point, like people are able like even small businesses and individuals are able to buy these things. And basically imagine Bitcoin, but instead of like eating up a bunch of power, it's doing it up in the atmosphere where there's basically free power. So we're not worrying about that. And the only way you can buy in is to prove that you're doing something good here. And it's just like that's a fantastic idea. And there's a lot of similarities between the two series. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So. Uh, like, like I said, it will be a recommendation eventually. I have downloaded it. I think I downloaded it at one point when it was either free or, mm-hmm. um, but I just I haven't listened to it yet. So okay, yeah, like I said, it will it will definitely be a a pick of mine sometime. So, okay. um, but yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. And I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, let's talk about what we've been thinking about, Chris. Um. So. You, you, I know this one. So you keep talking. I gotta go get something for my thinking of. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just so let him out to go pee. Sure. Yeah, the dog needs to go. Pee. Um. So this year, I found myself thinking a lot about friendship, uh, specifically making friends as a, as an adult, as mm-hmm. I always had real trouble maintain like, making friends and maintaining those relationships. It's like my whole life story. It's just it's been really hard for me to do that. A lot of the time I'm confused by people in friendships. I don't, it's, I, it took me a very long time to find my people. Mm-hmm. And now my people live in a different country and time zone and <laughs> <laughs> for that. Um, um, so I was listening to a podcast and uh, a Glennon Doyle's podcast and she had on this doctor, her name's Marissa G. Uh, Dr. Marissa G. Franco, and she wrote a book called Platonic about how to make and keep friendships as an adult. And I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm getting that. And Is there an audio version of that? I might run check it, into it, that it, one anyways. Yeah, and the um, the author narrates it herself. Um, she oh, <laughs> she uh, just gets into the science of friendship, gets into the science of relationships, different types of attachment styles. Um, so it, for me, when I was listening to him, like, this isn't just a book about friendships. This is a book about relationships. Anybody having any kind of relationships as an adult needs to listen to this book because so much of, of being a human is just sort of wanting connection, but a lot of us don't really know how to do it in a meaningful way to make it last and to make it, you know, something that, you know, you will deal. And because there is a lot of science to back up that having healthy connections, um, it has so many health benefits that those who are lonely um, has the same effect on the body as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. 
that's what loneliness does to people wow. um, physical level so I'm like okay well I have kick-ass husband I have I have friend I have friends it's a little different because you're in a computer you're not here um, so <laughs> so it's like okay I, you're here you're here <laughs> hello yes. um, and you know I have people in my life that are friends but it's like I'm missing that physical proximity friendships right Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure this out. But what I discovered is that, and listening to my friend Kinga, acquaintance Kinga's podcast about um, how her friends have ruined her for romantic relationships. And when I was listening to that, I'm like, he's ruined me for friendship. Because we've grown up together, we are literally each other's best friends because we've grown up together. Mm-hmm. And because I have we have such a great friendship I'm and we just the bonus is that it's romantic um I don't find that I need that outside of this relationship Mm -hmm. so whether that's healthy or not I don't know but that's what it is and it just been the older I get um the more therapy that I've been in the more I learn about myself the more I'm like this is wonderful and I'm so happy to have this but I probably should have a friend outside of him that lives near me (laughs) because what's happened during COVID is I've kind of made the people who live here my whole social circle Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily a good thing so you shouldn't really be friends with your kids when they're when they live in your house (laughs) and they're not full adults (laughs) so yeah so I'm on a mission to try to figure out this friendship thing and what it, and, and how I do it. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand because I had a decent little, I mean, I have friends that are like, you know, my ghostbuster group yeah. and I see them once a month, which is cool. Uh, usually, you know, for a couple hours, but I don't see all of them every time because it's, it's unlike the 501st where like, Hey, if you can make it great, Mm-hmm. But we understand everyone's got a life, everyone's got a job. If you can't dress up like a Ghostbuster this weekend, you know I understand. Uh, but I had Lainey and Joseph and Jennifer, and mm-hmm. Jennifer's gonna be leaving again, and Lainey and Joseph are not here. And it's just, I, so I understand where you're coming from. It's like, yeah, I guess I can go look for other people, but technically I kind of already have some people in Austin, which is like an hour away, so it's still, yeah. it's just weird. It's yep. so weird being an adult and making friends. And you don't realize that a lot of your friendships when you were a kid was just forced proximity. Yeah. School together. And it just sort of set it all up for you. You didn't have to do any work. And it was that. And, and then I moved around a lot when I was a kid. And then, you know, you go to college. And it's for me, it was the same thing because I had the same intense workload as I did in high school as I did in college. So mm-hmm. I was spending 40 hours a week with these people. So how do you not become friends with them? Yeah, and then yeah. you get out and you're like, oh, no, I have no friends <laughs> everywhere else. And then we got pregnant, you know, really quickly after that. And then I had mom friends and it was just like, so but we all met at mom group. And so it was, again, kind of like a forced proximity. And then kids get older. People go back to jobs and then it was, then I joined a gym and then the gym people came, my fr- force proximity again. So I'm like, okay, I gotta stop with the force proximity. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> I think you, you guys are the only friends that I've made where it wasn't 
a forced proximity situation. It was just one of those weird, random, wonderful things that happens in life. Yep. And it's wonderful, but it's just like, of course, of course, you find people and they live in a freaking different country. Yep. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like, and if, and if it doesn't happen, if I don't make new friends, that's okay. At least I'll have information to better the relationships yeah. that I already have. Yeah. So that's what I'm starting with first and then branching out. I also have a lot of social anxiety, so baby steps. <laughs> yep. Nice. Uh, yeah, I had to un- uh, I had to overcome a bunch of my social anxiety when I became a Ghostbuster. So. Wow, I bet. <laughs> it's something about putting on that suit, and I've had this conversation with Lainey as well. It's like I'm like, yeah, like if you told me, hey, I need you to go up and speak to a bunch of people, I'd be like, oh, okay, I, yeah, I guess I can do that. But if I've got the suit, I'm like, fuck, where's Mike? <laughs> so it's just it 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 I I, I get you, I get you. So, uh, Ray, what you been thinking about? So. Did you feed him? Yes. You didn't let him out. Oh, because he wanted food. He wouldn't do it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. I already fed him two times a day. You're a glutton. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, Adidas was having a sale. Uh, and uh, it was like 40% off their shoes that were already discounted. So, sale's still on if you want to go that way around. And I came across a, set, a pair of shoes that I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, I need to get those. These are... Okay. Kind of funky. I'm like, oh, these are really interesting. I need to know more about these. These are 3D printed. I was going to say that looks like a 3D print. So what's really interesting, uh, so Adam Savage, so after I bought the shoes and I was like, I, I got to learn more about these because um, they're about trying to reduce the amount of waste in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, I, I went on and I found a, a thing from... Um, Adam Savage tested and mm-hmm. they actually went to the factory where they're making these. And, uh, and what they figured out was they were able to, to use UV light to shape the, uh, the actual spring. Essentially, these are all a bunch of little springs. Mm-hmm. So they were able to um, shape the spring using the UV, but it didn't have as much structure as they wanted. So in the resin, they mixed in a heat component uh, that as well. So they would shape it first, right? Get the actual shaping with uh, the UV light. Then spin the crap out of it to retrieve all of the excess um, uh, resin. Mm-hmm. Instead of using alcohol and all the other stuff, they just spin it. Interesting. Uh, and then they have um, a sled, basically, that they put it on to tip the toe up. And then they bake it. And after it's baked, it stays in the shape because the, the extra chemical that they put in the resin is heat activated. Mm-hmm. And so and then you could really see Adam get excited because he's like, man, you, you could have a secondary component in there that heats at an even higher level. So you shape it one way first, bake it, and then it holds that shape. And you shape it again and it goes into a new shape after that uh, secondary bake. And uh, anyway, so it's been getting me thinking about trying to better use 3D technology in our work and, and how we can incorporate it and try and how do I sell that uh, as, a, as a benefit to, to the company as well as to anybody else that would listen to me. So uh, 3D printing, definitely back on my radar. Uh, the manufacturing process, they've been able to make an entire set of shoes 
from 3D printing, which is actually reducing the amount of waste. Um, and, and yeah, it was pretty cool that they uh, that they've done it very comfortable. I can they're walk around squishy. it. They're they're nice and squishy. Um, they mm. feel like a normal shoe, but so the way that the spring works is it when it compresses, it pushes you forward a bit too. So when you're releasing, you're already in that momentum to go forward. Oh, that's interesting. So what they're looking at next is to do side to side for say tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. So your tennis shoes is if you compress one way, okay. bounce back the way you need it. So they they may actually revolutionize the way that they're they're printing all these shoes and doing all that stuff too, which is the whole point. So yeah. the the company that um it's called Carbon, the the company that's actually doing the uh doing the printing for Adidas. But get on Adidas for trying this out and yeah. uh, I mean it's a risk, right? Always always a risk for all these new things, but it's pretty cool that they were able to do it. So I'll send you the the link, or if you go to Untested uh, the YouTube site. Um, they they have the I think it was about four months ago. Okay, the, uh, I vaguely remember watching it. Like you're, it's kind of ringing a bell. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, because yeah. when you pulled up the show, I was like, man, that looks 3D printed. Like, that, <laughs> just, that just has the look of something that's been. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it fascinated me. At first, I was like, do I want something like that? Mm-hmm. And then I, it grew on me. And the more I got into like the technology of it, I'm in. So yeah. nice. First, Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. the cats are having a battle outside here. Um, what I've been thinking about. Um, so I, I don't know if I announced it on this show, but uh, back in the fall. Uh, well, let me start off. Uh, let, me, let me start way back. Uh, back in 1986. Yeah, 86. Uh, I was a huge fan of Transformers. And... Um, uh, growing up, I had two heroes. Uh, one of them was my grandfather, and the other one was Optimus Prime. And uh, what's funny was is you, you watch – if you've ever watched, like, The Toys That Made Us or any of those other, like, um, uh, like you know, uh, to, you know about the toy series that came out and stuff in, in the 80s, uh, you know, it's very well known that, like, um, they dropped a lot of the regulation on advertising to children and um, – so the toy companies, Hasbro being one of the first ones that really kind of revolutionized it was, hey, um, not only are we going to have a toy series, but we're going to have a cartoon that goes along with it. And it's basically going to be a 30 minute ad for these toys. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of like the idea. Um, what's funny was is there's I've, I've seen one documentary where they talk about talk to some of the writers of the second series of Transformers. And they're like, yeah. We thought, you know what, we're, we're writing these series anyway. What if we actually kind of talk about some more deeper stuff? So, like, there's an episode where, like, a couple of the Decepticons go to a planet, and this this civilization worships one of them as a god. And they actually kind of, you know, touch on that a little bit. I'm like, you know, this is a cartoon for kids in the 80s. But anyway, so, um, yeah, when whenever they released the movie, they were like, oh, hey, well, we need to – we've got a whole new batch of Transformers. We basically need to get rid of the first one so that – you know, I guess kill them off and then we'll, we can start selling the new ones. And that was a horrible mistake. Um, but yeah, within just a year or so, I watched my grandfather die of cancer and then I watched Optimus Prime die on the big screen. Oh, geez. Yeah. Those have always kind of been uh, tied together. I, I understand the mental relationship there. I, you know, as a, an adult, I can, I'm like, no, these are two different things. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Peter Cullen has been the voice of Optimus Prime since the 80s. There's been just a couple of series, including, unfortunately, that Netflix series 
that came out just a few years ago that was really good <clears throat> where he was not the voice of Optimus Prime. Um, but anyway, so he's been the voice of Optimus Prime forever. He's also the voice of Eeyore. And when you hear that and you go, wait, what? And then you look and you kind of listen to it. You're like, yeah, no, that's definitely the same guy. Um, anyway, um, Peter Cullen has, if you watch any interviews with him, he talks about how he came up with the voice of Optimus Prime. His older brother, who he idolized, uh, was a soldier. Um, and he tells him, he's like, you know, well, what are you doing today, Peter? He's like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, go, I've got a, uh, an acting job. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to go audition for the point for the uh, part of a truck, a talking truck. And he told him, he's like, he's like, very seriously, he told me, he's like, well, he's like, what do you mean a truck? He's like, well, it turns into a robot and he's supposed to be a hero. And his brother tells him, well, if you're going to be a hero, be a hero. Like, don't, don't shortchange this. Like, be, be someone that people can look up to. And so he took that to heart. Anyway, um, so I got the chance in the fall. Um, we've unfortunately had lost several celebrities, some of which I would love to have met and just, for whatever reason, I got didn't ever get around to, didn't have the money, whatever. Uh, and Peter Cullen has been like number one on my list, and I'm like, you know what, the man's getting in his eighties. I'm gonna meet the man next, you know, whatever, because you know things got messed up with COVID. I'm like, wherever he's going, I'm gonna be there. And sure enough, he was going to be at the Vegas Toy Show. So I told Christy, I was like, hey, could I go to this thing? And she was like, well, yeah, why don't we make it a weekend? So she ended up going with me, and Lainey ended up joining us, and so did our, their friend Gomez, and um. So anyway, I was like, you know, it was kind of this, oh, well, this thing's happening in the future. And then all of a sudden, it like was sneaking up on me. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's like this coming weekend. So I was super excited. So uh, the boys um, the boys stayed with my mom, and we flew out to Vegas. And all day Saturday, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this toy show. I've got a VIP pass. Uh, the signing and, and, and the, the pictures and stuff aren't until Sunday. So I'm going to go check out this toy show. And I'm thinking, okay, this is Las Vegas. Like, you know, this is a big city, big flashy city. And so I go to the hotel where this thing is, is happening, and I am not impressed. Number one, it's not very big, and it's actually like three conventions in one. It's the die-cast something convention or whatever, and most of the, the booths that were there were selling like Hot Wheels and Matchbox stuff. Like There was not a lot of other toy stuff. Like I'm thinking, I'm going to a toy convention. I'm going to see some really cool stuff. And there was not a lot of cool stuff to see. Like there was definitely some older um, Star Wars toys, but I'm just like, I'm not in the market to pay, you know, $400 for this in the box or whatever. So, you know, it's interesting to look at, but it's not what I'm, you know, there for. Uh, so I was kind of nervous. I was like, did I get duped into this? Like, am I, tomorrow am I literally going to show up and it's going to be like, hi, picture, and then move on. Like, I'm going to be a little heartbroken. Um, so anyway, um uh I, I christy was asking me the rest of the day she's like are you okay and i'm like yeah I'm, I'm okay i'm just you know tomorrow's my day so whatever whatever y'all want to do we'll go do you know in vegas or whatever so we walked around and did some stuff and that night i didn't sleep well my stomach was messing with me i'm just like this is uh, this is gonna be this is not gonna work out well so i got up the next morning um i decided i was gonna bring the man one of the matrixes that i make like i've made as of right now it's the last run i'm doing and i was like i'm gonna give him to sign one i'm gonna take the man one so I uh, I go to the convention and I'm wearing one of them and I got a like I was a freaking rock star there, um which by the way so I'm, I'm I'm you know I get there and they're like okay well they're gonna start lining up for pictures over here and originally it was Peter Cullen and Frank Welker Frank Welker is the one who played Megatron in the original series but you also know him as he was Ray Stance uh 
God, he's played so many, like Frank Wilker's a freaking God when it comes to like, especially eighties cartoons. And unfortunately Frank Wilker wasn't able to show up. So instead they got Ron Perlman. The reason they got Ron Perlman is because in the new Transformers movie that's coming out here pretty quick, uh, he plays, he's a voice in the new movie. He's, he's uh, Optimus Primal. And I'm like, okay. So the first thing is, all right, well, you're going to get to going to line up over here and this is going to be for the picture with Ron Perlman. I'm like, okay, while I'm standing there and, a little bit before that, I noticed a lot of the toy vendors started putting out Transformers, and I'm just like, okay, this feels a little bit more like a toy convention now instead of just a Hot Wheels thing. Um, but a lot of it was still stuff like I could have found at Target and stuff. I'm like, it was just, I, I think I need to go find a real big toy convention to kind of get the fix that I was hoping for. Anyway, so standing in line, and I'm, I'm feeling much better about it because I'm surrounded by my people. There are people I overhear people talking about how. Man, I wanted to meet this man since I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. There's this shorter black lady in line, and she's just – she is giggling. She is so happy and so excited to meet Peter Cullen. Like she's just like losing her shit, and everyone around her is just like happy to see her so happy and everything. Uh, incidentally, there were several people that had him, but the one guy in particular had out his uh, Robosin, um Transforming Optimus Prime, the one that's like $700, $800. Oh my God. It's like this tall. It's like a foot and a half tall and he takes it out and you can do stuff with your phone on it, but literally it makes the sound and it, it transforms itself and it has lights and it drives and you can do things with your phone. So at one point it gets down and starts doing push-ups, and then it starts doing sit up, like sit up crunches or whatever. It's, it's hilarious to see what this thing can do. Um, and like I told Christy, I'm like, Oh my God, like, it would be stupid because I'd have to have the trailer too. I'm like, I cannot spend $2,000 on a toy. But Oh my God, this is the coolest toy at fucking ever. Anyway. So got up, met met Ron Perlman real quick. And they're like, all right, we'll go through, get your picture, go out, get back in line. The next picture will be both of them. And then the final picture will be uh, just Peter Cullen. And then you'll go downstairs and that'll be where the signing is. So anyway, uh, Met Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is not as tall as I thought. Like I'm five eight, and he maybe has an inch on me, if that. Really? He's not a. Because you see him as Hellboy, and you're like, he's huge. He's huge. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. You getting your picture? <laughs> yeah. He's getting his picture. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who w- listens to this show audio-wise. You, you won't be able to see this. Maybe, maybe you'll need to uh, download or uh, go check out the uh, video version on YouTube. But, yeah, that's me and Ron Perlman. And like I said, he's not that much taller than I am. Oh, I thought he was taller. I thought he was, too. But, no, he was super He was super chill. I've heard some things where supposedly there's been some conventions where he's been a little gruff or whatever. But he was, he was nice. Uh, so, anyway, second picture. I don't have that picture. That's actually at my other one at work. Uh, well, I get in there, and of course, I'm wearing this Matrix, and and Peter Cullen just kind of smiles, and it's just like, oh, that's so awesome. And anyway, take a picture with both of them, and then go back through one more time. And it's funny, I, I can't remember if it was the second time around. I think it was the second time around. I got in line, everyone kind of lined up a different way the second time, and I look over, and there's a guy next to me, and in his box of things that he's wanting to get signed is one of my Matrixes. <laughs> and I said... Oh, cool. You have one of my matrixes. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm the one that makes those. And, and I used to sell them on Etsy or whatever. And he's just like, really? And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. So anyway, he's like, oh man, that is so cool. Whatever. Cause he saw mine that was on my chain. Anyway. So, um, 
uh, you know, just kind of talking to some different people. It was oh, so much fun. Like I was getting so hype or whatever. And then got to meet just uh, Peter Cullen as well. And when I walked in, I asked him if he could hold the Matrix with me. And he's a little dude. He's, he's not a big guy. He's, yeah. Remember when you posted those? I'm like, he is a tiny man. He's a he's a little guy. Um, but so so sweet. Like I heard so many other people talking about like how nice and energetic and stuff he was. Um, and so did the pictures. I'm shaking at this point. And I'm like, all right, we still get to go do the autograph. So we go downstairs. And another thing was the day before it was like, man, it seems like they don't really, there's some organizational stuff going on here. That's kind of out of whack. Well, sure enough, we start lining up and they're like, oh no, well, everyone just lined up. We're like, what if we're VIPs? And they're like, no, everyone just lined up. And then they come back. Oh no, all the VIPs get to move to the front. We're like, well, hopefully get to move to the front. But anyway, so I'm standing in line. We're waiting there for. 30 minutes or so, which was fine. Cause like I said, you know, we're all waiting and everyone, you know, and everything else or whatever, uh, just talking with some different people from wherever. And, uh, and then we get to line up and, and here they come, here comes Peter Cullen and, 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 uh, Ron Perlman. And, uh, they're like, all right, we'll have out the thing you want to have signed, blah, blah, blah. So I get up there and I have two things. I have an Optimus Prime that's over there that I want him sign that I have the matrix. And I put the matrix, I take the matrix off and I you know, turn it or whatever and get up there and, you know, kind of move over. And he starts signing, and I said, you know, Mr. Cullen, I'm uh, I'm the one who actually makes these. Um, and he looks up at me and goes, really? I said, yes, sir, I'm the one that, that sells and makes these. And I said, um, and I would like you to have one. And I I kept it in the foam because I, like, carved out all this foam because I was like, I want to be, I want to make sure the man can get it home and get it yeah. in one piece. So I handed it to him, and he starts to get choked up. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, you know, I wanted you to have this, you know, to say thank you for being hero. Um, Optimus Prime taught me what the words duty and honor are, and I try to live by those every day. And he really starts to get choked up, and then he shakes my hand, and you know, I take, get the Matrix back, and he signs my thing or whatever. And at this point, I'm just like fucking shaking. <laughs> but like one of the guys that's working the event was like, "You did good, dude. Like, good job on you." Um, talking with some different people, uh, I actually met a lady. Um, her she has a like 2018 big gym GMC truck and she's got it skinned to look like Optimus prime. I sold her matrix, uh, this last weekend and got to talk to her. She's like, yeah, she said, when we got up there, we were a little further in line. And apparently one of the people was like, Mr. Colin, you kind of need to hurry this up. There's still a long line. And he's just like, no, these people are here to meet me and I'm going to take my time. I'm just like, you are. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being such a good person. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so what I've been th- I've been thinking about the whole event and meeting him and how literally this has been a bucket list thing. Like I've I don't know if I've ever like sat down and really defined out a bucket list of things I definitely want to get done. I just know there are some things that I really would like to get done, and this was one of them. Like this is maybe pretty close to the top. So, yeah. um, in the post that I wrote about this when I posted the pictures and everything, I said, uh, you know, there's a, a saying, "Don't meet your heroes," and I'm like, no, it's make sure the he- people you choose to be a hero are worth it. And yeah. Yeah. he's definitely, and it's not that I would care one way or the other, but it was reassuring to see all these people from all walks of life. There were, you know, uh, white guy, older white guys like me. And like I said, there was this short black lady and, you know, this much, young, this one uh, black dude behind me, uh, we were talking about cosplay and stuff. Cause I told him I was, you know, in the ghostbusters or whatever. And he's like, Oh yeah, I do some cosplay and pulls out and he's got this fantastic, uh, Black Panther 
uh, cosplay he did. So we're like talking about, I was like, well, did you make it? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but seeing all these people from all walks of life that feel the same way I do. And it was just, it was nice. It was, it was fantastic. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, let's go ahead and, and, and jump into real quick what we've been doing. So, cause we're almost coming up on an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you been, what have you been up to Chris? Um, so sometimes I get bored and I rearrange the house. So I decided. <laughs> Don't do that when he's drinking. <laughs> so hey, that's what I've been doing too. <laughs> so I decided that we don't use our living room. Six years of living in a tiny cottage has sort of gotten us out of the habit of eating at a table. We just eat around our coffee table mm-hmm. and we don't use our dining room. So it's just sitting empty. So I decided let's make it into a sitting room with a coffee bar. That's what I did. Nice. The table's still there, but the coffee bar's sort of in transition. Sure. Uh, Quinn's room's not done either. Um, so Things are on hold. Which is fine. It's but, totally yeah. fine. But it's just like, yeah, I got bored and it was just like, huh. Well, we have kind of talked about it, so let's just do it. So we did. <laughs> What's funny, it was about the time y'all started it, I know I did a post on um, – on Instagram where it was this woman that was just like, yeah, we never used our dining room. So we turned it into like a huge pantry. And I'm just like, yeah, was, that I, totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. Thanks Eugene. No, no, no. I'd seen that post before, but we had talked about, cause you wanted to make it your art music room. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I wanted a grand piano and everything. He, yeah. He keeps talking about where the grand piano's going to go. So, <laughs> just a baby grand. Baby grand. Not like we'd only been like a 1600 square foot house, but yeah. Anyways, that's what I, I get bored and I get ideas, and that's what happens. I would have had to take the window to get it out, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looks fantastic. I'm, I, I, I totally get that. I mean, like, the closest thing for me and Christy would be like, anytime we've ever looked at a house, we're like, well, you can use this as a dining room. We're just like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. That's not a selling feature. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> Cause like we we eat around our big table with the boys most nights. Friday nights sometimes maybe Christian and I will be like, no, y'all can watch something. We're gonna watch something in the living room or whatever. I fully expect as they get older, we'll probably gonna just keep moving further and further into the living room and just eating in there, yeah. <laughs> watching TV or whatever. So it's fun because we pick a show and we yeah. all eat around. Yeah. And then yeah, and then the kids sure. do their own thing. But yeah, it's our family time. It's yeah. our family time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Ray, what you been up to? So, uh, school. Uh, Still school. Still going on, uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, exciting. I finished it today. I am done my quizzes. I finished the last quiz today. Um, Done that part of it. So, uh, which is a few days early, which is good. And uh, the next part doesn't, um, it's not going to happen until Tuesday that we get the feedback from the the teacher on our project. So, I've got a couple of days here. I'm going to really take the time to relax and do mm-hmm. stuff that we want to do. Um, no projects, nothing. That's just going to be. Are you <laughs> telling me there's no projects? Is that what you're saying? Uh, okay. Both of us. <laughs> so the, the most I'll do is like maybe uh, some of the painting that I've been thinking about or um, Diablo 4 uh, has been has been uh, in the beta test. So trying to do some of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be kind of a chill time. It's been almost three months of mm-hmm. <laughs> going at this thing for a while. So, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to, to kind of take a step back and just do some stuff that I enjoy again. Nice. Uh, no, not that I'm not enjoying the course. There's a lot of interesting stuff. But. But, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a difference between enjoying a course and playing Diablo 4. So. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Uh, um, I very, actually very similar. I had, I had written down. Uh, so this last week uh, was our spring break and Christy went to go visit her grandfather. And I was like, Hey, um, I'm going to be here. Why don't I go ahead and start working on separating the boys into their own rooms? And she was a little nervous about it at first, but I particularly wanted to do it while she was gone uh, because the heavy lifting stuff I could get done without her. Didn't really need her help on that. I mean, it would have been helpful to have her here, but I could definitely do it by myself. Um, But also the house could look like an absolute disaster at night and I could still go to bed and sleep perfectly fine. Uh, (laughs) She doesn't really have that ability. Um. But, uh, yeah, so we have the boys separated. The only thing left to do is there's some artwork stuff we want to do just because Alex has a lot of uh, bare walls in his room. And there's a particular wall that Nick needs to have something covered. So a couple years ago, he ended up moving into what was our guest room. We had a little TV, and I, I installed one of those boxes that lets you, like, drop the – the power and everything down into the wall so that, you know, it's not running up the wall or whatever. And I did a really good job with it. And I was like, I don't want to take it back out. Cause it's, it's, it'd be like him having to look up constantly to do his games and stuff. So his, his TV is actually, you know, looking straight in front of him. So I'm like, let's just get some kind of artwork and just cover it, you know, cause it, 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 when we sell the house, it will actually be a, a benefit to have it there. So, um, but yeah, we did all that. Unfortunately I worked on that on and off. Well, like the first four or five days, it was like 12 hour days of working on that. Like it was, it was a lot of work. Um, cause I had to completely paint one of the rooms. Um, we did not have touch up paint for that room anymore. And I'm just like, we were going to paint it anyway. We're going to have everything out of it. I might as well do it. Um, it did take me all day to do it. But that being said, I learned a lot from the guy that we hired to paint the house. Like, um, I mean, I had a drop cloth down and yeah, it would, it, it did save me a couple of little drops here and there. Um, but yeah, taking the time to do all of the cutting first around everything and then just taking the roller and, uh, I was like, it's like, oh man, it's already seven o'clock. I'm still, still doing cutting stuff. But then once you get to the roller stuff, like it's yeah, it goes like, real quick. Yeah. So, um, and luckily, I mean, there are some places that prob- I probably could have used a second coat just because you can kind of, all of our walls are textured. Um, I might have could have used a second coat on just some little areas, but they're not bad. Um, but yeah, it just, it went really fast. And then, like I said, after that was like putting together the new beds and getting all that stuff taken care of. But uh, yeah, so they're in their own rooms. And uh, the last day or so, I've actually got to work in my office. My closet has been thoroughly cleaned out, which I've been meaning to do for be honestly years um but yeah I, I now have some empty shelves behind me and i'm gonna get to kind of spread out some of my stuff and um it's just it's been it's been so nice getting nick out of this office because yeah. i'm tired of coming in here and finding coke cans or you know, <laughs> chip wrappers or whatever yeah so <laughs> so anyway so that's what i've been working on and uh like i said hopefully I don't think I'll finish it tonight, but maybe tomorrow night I'll get it finished. And then this weekend, um, I've got some more stuff I need to do, but I may be playing some Diablo. I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that. So, I'm up to 2.30 now with Sean's help. So, right, it's okay. I'm still looking for some part. I'm still looking for some um, uh, um, armor and stuff pieces to kind right. of finish the, the armor build that I'm yep. doing. Yep. Um, 
unfortunately though i'm missing i'm missing like one or two little things to keep going through on the the what's it called but the altar yeah the altar yeah so i completely forgot about until one of y'all brought it up the other day i was like oh yeah i wonder if i should have been unlocking some abilities that would like have been helping me out a lot so yeah, yeah. so I'm, i think i've got to find some angel skin and then i can move on so okay, well, anyway, <laughs> we will see so anyway, well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, get, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show. Uh, you can find us on epicallygeeky.com, where you can find the other shows we do, including the Epically Geeky Show, the Marginally Geeky Show, and the Sustainably Geeky Show. Um, we, You can find us on social media. We're not very active, but it's at Epically Geeky as well. And you can also watch the show on YouTube at Epically Geeky. Where can we find you online, Ray? The Reluctant Yeti, when I start posting again on Instagram, uh, it's going to be a little while yet, uh, but there'll be some exciting stuff when we go down to Florida. Uh, you'll you'll probably see some pictures there. So, yeah. Nice. Chris? Um, all the shows you mentioned and on Instagram at Moody Midlife. And as for me, you can follow my individual, individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Jane on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for everyone on the site. Have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network.